Welcome to Talking to Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chip. I am a 20-plus year communication professor who doesn't profess to know it all, hence the name Talking to Myself, because I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. Well, yesterday was the official birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of thinking that maybe this week we could talk about just some inherently just black stuff, you know, just black life stuff that white people just don't understand, even though they try to get all up in our culture and they try to learn it and, you know, make money off of it. They're just are certain things they just can't ever get or understand. And I thought we'd talk about a few of those today, just in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And as we look forward into our new first African-American vice president of the United States who will be inaugurated, right, next week. Right. So super, super duper important. So I got to thinking about this actually on New Year's Eve because I was watching, I think it was Bravo, and they had, no, 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 it was CNN, and they had Anderson Cooper and Andy. They were doing like the whole thing for New Year's Eve, and they were like, okay, everyone, white, guess what? We're about to have our favorite group on, and it's Jimmy Buffett. And so, of course, my sister, she's all like singing the songs. And I'm looking at her like, how do you know these songs? And I remember that she learned them because she went to a predominantly white college. And prior to her going to that college, she never knew any of those songs. And we were talking about how a lot of us who went to predominantly white colleges or if we work with a lot of white people, we learned about Jimmy Buffett. But prior to that, we never even heard of him, you know, but once you were like put into that particular culture, like really kind of engulfed in it, living in it every day, day in, day out, you were forced to learn who Jimmy Buffett was. And so we kept talking about it. And I told her, I said, you know, I think Jimmy Buffett is like the Frankie Beverly for white people, you know, because <laughs> white people have no idea who Frankie Beverly is. Like he's mm -hmm. like the super popular dude in the black culture. You know, I've gone to Frankie Beverly concerts. And when you go to see Frankie Beverly, you're supposed to wear all white. You know, he doesn't even sing the songs. Everybody in the audience sings the songs. He's so cool. Now he doesn't even have to sing. He just stand there and put the microphone out to the audience and everybody else sings the, sings the songs just like Jimmy Buffett. You know, so when you look at Jimmy Buffett, he wears like a Hawaiian shirt. Everybody else kind of wears like, I guess, tropical gear. Everybody sings the songs. He doesn't even have to do anything just like Frankie Beverly. And I was like, I think that's the same. It's like the same difference. Mm -hmm. We don't know him. They don't know Frankie Beverly. And so that got to me, got to me to thinking about what things do we know, do we do that they have no idea about that is inherently just black, right. you know, just all the way black. So one of the first things I thought about happened actually this week, you know, and as a black person, as a black woman, I never really knew about my hair. I, I think from, I don't even know what age I was little forever. I'm just gonna say forever. I was either getting my hair pressed or some kind of perm to get it straightened out. I never knew what kind of hair I had. I never knew what it looked like. I never combed it. I never washed it. I never did anything to it. And I think even like at that point in the game, my mom was like, oh my God, this child has some nappy hair. I don't know what to do with it. And so that's why she always kept some kind of chemical in it or something. 
It was even to the point to where I was like, I don't even want no daughters because they're going to be coming out here looking like they in the Montgomery bus boycott if I have them because I don't know how to do their hair and ain't no telling what, what kind of hair they're going to have once I have them. And so, of course, I don't know, I guess God must have agreed with me like, yeah, you're right, Myra, because you don't know what you're doing, so I'm going to go ahead and give you two sons, never had the daughters. And so, it, you know, I just was happy that I was blessed not to have to worry about these heads. So fast forward all these years later, and I think right when I was around 48 or so, I started getting braids. And I was forced to like actually wash my hair for the first time in my life and actually manipulate it. And I was like, wait a minute, my hair is like nice. I actually like my hair. And I didn't say anything the first time I washed it because I was like, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe I still have some kind of chemical in it. Maybe it's, it's not actually my hair. And so then I waited until like maybe the second time I washed it. And I was like, no, I think this is my hair. Like, I really love my hair. It's like really curly and it's kind of like the kind of hair I've always wanted my entire life. And so I asked my mom, I took a picture of it actually. And I asked my mom, I said, mom, is this the hair I've had all my life that you were like saying was so nappy and that you like straightened out? And she took one look at it. She was like, mm, yep, that's it. That's the hair. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is my hair. She was like, yeah, that's, 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 that's it. That's the hair you've had all this time. So all this time, I thought I had this like super duper problematic hair that really isn't problematic at all. In fact, it's just the kind of hair I've always wanted to have. But I had to wait like, what, 48, 49, maybe even almost close to 50 years to figure it out and to actually comb and wash and deal with like for the first time ever, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, that's something that white people probably have never understood, dealt with, or, or will probably ever have to deal with or understand because right. black people in our hair is completely and totally for us and originally and original to us. Right. Chip, what do you think? What were you thinking about when we think about these black things that are just for us? I would say one thing is definitely like how when it's somebody's birthday, we sing the regular happy birthday and then mm -hmm. we sing the Stevie Wonder version. Okay, okay. So we sing the traditional happy birthday. Then we right. break out the happy birthday. Yeah, we go into the, right. okay, okay, the Stevie Wonder King birthday. Uh-huh. I would also say, like, cookouts and stuff, they always play Before I Let You Go by Frankie Beverly. Okay, okay. So again, we back to Frankie. You know, we know everybody from Barack Obama, Colin Power to you know a Frankie Beverly song because that's played at every flipping cook cookout ever you know that happens okay what else anything else i would also say there's always that one person who's in the car smoking weed okay okay so at our cookouts we always got somebody you know just can't just can't can't get away from it right yeah. you can't just can't hang out with everybody you gotta sneak away at some point and get the weed in okay i got you hanky what you think uh i got i got a couple but i would say like i think i think like how like older white people, like how they love the Beatles and they love the monkeys and all that. They don't get hip hop. Like they don't okay. understand hip hop at all. So I feel like hip hop is triggered for us. But like, okay. I know the younger white generation is, is loving hip hop and okay. trying to like, you know, get down with it. But it's like the older, the older generation of white people don't understand it. They don't okay. want anything to do with it. But it's like the, the new white, the new white ones are trying to, take it and, and love it like okay. us but they you know like, they try to um, jump on the bandwagon we created yeah. it but they want to jump on it for sure yeah you know we were kind of talking about this yesterday it's so silly but it's still black and just weird as Merritt, my sister she was saying that when she was in the i think it was ninth grade right chip she was in ninth grade 
she won in her school to be the class president. And she said after she won, everybody in the class was, well, certain people in the class were saying, well, you only won because such and such said you had nice knees. And when he said you had nice knees, everybody was like, oh, she do got some nice knees. And then everybody was like, well, I'm voting for her for president. Because, you know, when you're in the eighth grade, you be doing some petty stuff like that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when she told me that, I was laughing. I was like, well, let me see your knees. And so she pulled her, her, her like, pants up yesterday. And I was like, oh, I can see why they picked you because you do got some nice knees. You do got some nice knees. <laughs> and she was like, what are you talking about? But what her, I'm going to tell you what her knees look like. Her knees are the same color as like her calf and her thighs like okay. they're not like just one whole thing you can tell she has a knee so it's not like one whole piece of just meat it's not like that because that would be ugly it's like you can tell it's a knee but it's the same color as her calf and her thigh mm-hmm. and i remember what made it made me think about it when i was younger this is so weird when i was younger my grandmother used to, because mine's not like that. My knee is a lot darker than my calf and my thigh. My grandmother used to make me, when I was done taking a bath, she would have me call her in the bathroom. So I'd be like, I'm done. And she would take some Comet mm. and a little brush Mm-mm. and she would scrub my knees uh. because my knees were darker than my calf and my thigh. And so I didn't think anything of it. It wasn't like I was like, oh my God, I'm abused. Help me, Oprah. It wasn't nothing like that. It was just like an everyday thing. I didn't think about it. And then when she was, if she was too busy to do it, she would tell my aunt, who is nine years older than me, she would tell her to come in and do it. And so she would laugh. She would be laughing the whole time. Like, let me scrub your knees for this comment. You know, she would, you know, be laughing or whatever about it. So I never really talked about it too much until I got in high school. And I'm not sure who brought it up or whatever. But one of my good friends, my best friend in high school, actually, she said that her grandmother used to also scrub her knees with comic, mm-hmm. like the same exact thing. She would like be in the tub and her grandmother would say, call me in. And she would call her in and she would scrub her knees with comic. And so I was like, that must be like a black thing, you know, like because your knees are darker than maybe your calves and your thighs. It was like this thing to maybe get them lighter and make them like kind of blend in more. And the fact that my sister's kind of was the same color as her calf and her thighs, it was attractive, you know? And so it was like, oh, look at that. She got some nice knees. And Uh based on that, you know, she got kind of picked for class president, so to speak. So we were kind of laughing about that last night. (laughs) What else, guys? What else do you think about that is inherently just black? I don't know if this is inherently black, but I noticed this when I went when I went to college and I had uh, two white roommates and it was me and then there was another black guy. And we all lived under the same, you know, same walls or whatever. Yeah. So uh, you know, coming from a black you know, a black high school, all black, you know, only a couple of white people, mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of interaction with white people, but I remember one of the first things that I, I noticed was that they loved beer. <laughs> Now let me tell you something. We we also talked about this because when we got when I got to college, me and my buddy, we were like, let's get some liquor, let's get some Ciroc, let's get some Hennessy, right, right, like you know, right, type yeah. thing. And they were like, no, we want beer. They would drink some of the liquor, but they they should have told us like, I mean, we we weren't drinking liquor, you uh-huh, know, and, uh-huh. and we was like, well, we don't drink beer, right, right, you right, know. Right. So the first time I had a beer was yeah, I finished the beer was with my roommate, so it was. This right. a, the side note that it's like two different worlds. Like, you know, maybe they don't drink right. this at a young age and we right. don't drink that. So, right, yeah. right, right. 
You know, I think we were talking about this at work one day, how, like, you know how they have different things at Thanksgiving, Christmas, that kind of stuff. But one thing that they do differently, we had a whole big conversation at, at work was, of course, they have a lot of casseroles more than we do. And it seems like they always got cheese in it. Like, everything got cheese. Mm -hmm. I always throw some cheese. Like, that's going to make it good or something. Yeah. But definitely some kind of cheese and throwing it in the oven. And, and now we got, boom, it's done. Anything else, Chip, you can think of? That's Another thing I would say is whenever you go somewhere, Thanksgiving, whatever, it's always chicken. Oh, right, for black people. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it is, it's like we always got to make sure, like, who, who bringing the chicken? Mm -hmm. You know, definitely chicken. And, you know, when I thought about that, you know, we do. We're like, who going to bring the chicken? Right. But when you think about white people, have you ever heard of somebody white? And I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, the vegan style, just plain white people who say they don't eat pork. Like, have you ever heard somebody white say, I don't eat pork? Now, you hear somebody black say it, but have you ever heard somebody white say, I don't nah, eat pork? Nah. I ain't never heard nobody white say that. I ain't never nah. heard that. But like, you, so you're talking about, like, if they not vegan. Like, they like they're not anything. the vegan kind. Just like a regular, just, I have never. Nah, never. 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 Not but, my life. I, never. But just like regular, just vegan, that's some old other stuff. I hear black people say, I ain't eat no pork. I ain't eat no pork. Yeah, just, but just regular black people who, who eat anything else in the world, yeah. drink yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, but they're like, I don't eat no pork now. I don't eat no pork, yeah. But I have never heard just a regular run-of-the-mill run white person be like, I don't eat pork. Yeah. Because it's like they all eat pork. I've never heard that. Yeah. I'm like, dang, what, what is, where did that come from? We're the only ones that be like, I don't eat pork. And some Jewish people don't eat pork. You yeah. know, that's supposedly what they're not supposed to do. But I ain't never heard a run-of-the-mill white person say that. Yeah, when it's not about religion. Yeah. yeah. I ain't never heard that. Yeah. They be wanting some bacon now. It's talking about extra bacon and all yeah. that. Like, they just now getting into bacon. Like, putting bacon on everything. It's like different. <laughs> it's different. It's definitely different. Yeah. Well, with that being said, we wanted to make sure we hit on all that black stuff. As always, we'll be black next week. Peace.